Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, friendo. Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, taped live of the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Of course, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. So, officially, this is going to be the last time you see us until uh live anyways until uh, uh monday 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 uh, because you know we got the weekend off and we're taking friday off yeah. so uh smackdown and rampage uh you know you, you guys we'll catch up on those on monday i guess i mean i might i might hang out on friday night if i have nothing else going on i have no idea what's going on but i've got a channel of mine over at mf steve here so if you want to hang out on the twitch go follow me over there and maybe i'll pop up from time to time over the weekend because i get bored easily yeah um but uh tomorrow over at the youtube channel and in podcast apps everywhere we have bash at the beach 1996 uh it's uh our review of that we're not actually airing it we're reviewing it uh it's the formation among many other things that happened on that pay-per-view of much higher consequence, the formation of the NWO occurred as well. But we had Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis. Fantastic bout. John Tenta versus Boss Man in a ball sack on a pole match. Uh-huh. It's a really tall pole. Uh, we had uh, Kevin Sullivan and the Giant. Yes, versus Arn Anderson and... 
Oh, singles action guy. Yeah. <laughs> you shall not be named. Yeah. Heel yeah, DDP man. versus uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Loaded show. And then, you know, all that stuff was massive box office attraction shit. And then, you know, just sort of as an afterthought, the NWO. Who's the third man brother, all that. Yeah. Who's the third man brother. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Anyways, uh, that's what's going on. Uh, you know, man, we're taking, we're getting older, so we need to take some time off during you know when we can so uh figure the holidays but man friday night rampage they got that reho versus Britt baker match Ooh, i know that's gonna be i know eddie and daniel garcia that's gonna be a good bout too Ooh, that's gonna be good be some good stuff um, speaking of good stuff hope, dynamite yeah. tonight good stuff oh, wow what a good what a man, good show top to bottom just advanced stories advanced characters uh opening segment fantastic main event tons of fun what i imagine what everybody's talking about well, there's two things I'm sure everybody's talking People about. People throwing Cody's belt back is the top. Sorry, I mean, that's going to be the thumbnail today, right? Don't yeah, you Yeah, there's three things. One, uh, you know, Cody, as is customary, throws his belt out to the crowd. In Chicago, they chucked it back into the ring. Yeah. Uh, two, Dante Martin, officially a member of Team Taz, I guess. Huge. He signed the contract. And then he sta- stood on a table. And they took some chips from Hook. Hook Maybe Team Taz will teach him legs. how to like walk through a room properly because you're not supposed to just... I mean, when you're that light on your feet, I guess you could just sort of walk on it. Maybe, you know, it, it's, it's, he's joining Team Taz. They're heels. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll walk on the table. Why not? Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, what a lot of people were talking about earlier in the show. up The until, Gun Club versus Bear Country. Yeah, getting patting the, the Gun Club's uh, win-loss <laughs> records when they lose to Sting and Darby <laughs> Allen. Yeah. It looks all the more impressive for Sting and Darby Allen. No, of course, we're talking about... The promo showdown to open the show between uh, Phil Brooks, CM Punk, and MJF. Um, you know, with with Phil and Eddie, they kind of made us wait a little bit, but then they gave us that one segment. It seems like the build between Punk and MJF is just going to be, I would imagine, several weeks of them just talking trash to each other. Yeah, seems like it. Um, and yeah. if this is any in, in indication of the direction they're going, I think we're in for some good stuff. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I uh, I'm I am kind of partial to the stuff between Eddie Kingston and Punk because here's the difference: Kingston has shit on Punk, MJF has nothing on Punk, and the, the tonight's promo with him was all the evidence. I am I do appreciate that they intentionally had him come out and just as as Phil said, low hanging fruit. MJF he delivered the lamest of lines. And then things got re- they got a lot better. Once he started talking about you sound more like a guy who should be preaching uh, hustle, loyalty, respect, uh, and, and you played second fiddle to the guy you can't see and the king of kings, I thought that was really good stuff because mm-hmm. you're getting at stuff that's going to get under Phil's skin. Exactly. I exactly. thought that was really, really good stuff. And I, thought and I liked that they sort of swerved us a little bit. He started off with the weak stuff, and then when Punk called him out on it, oh, he had to get real with him. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was really good stuff. It's it's dream promo scenario here. Yeah. Um it's just when they cut to Eddie Kingston having cake of catering and I'm like, Oh, that really speaks to Steve. <laughs> I thought that was great. What were you gonna say? Uh I honestly don't remember right now. Uh oh, it was and you know, like we'll get to the the the, the line by line, beat by beat, not exactly a yeah. transcript, but pretty darn close to it of the, yeah. the promo off. But but Phil telling MJF Oh, you're you're like a less famous Miz. You know that really Ooh. sticks. That's really sticking it to MJF. Did um, the crowd? The crowd was number one. This crowd. It was 
a you know big Chicago crowd mm-hmm. who is now used to seeing Phil back, and they were just having fun. Yeah, this this episode was just honestly just tons of fun. Yeah, it was tons, regardless of, fun. of who was in there. It could have been Gun Country. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, uh, Gun Club versus Bear Country. <laughs> gun Country. <laughs> Welcome to America. Um, it could have been. Uh, those two acts, uh, and and the crowd was still eating it up. The crowd was just having yeah. a great time, yeah. um, and so that was awesome. But yeah, there all those little lines. You know, you're like a less famous Miz. That was a killer line. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to get some of the behind the scenes info on like, okay, did they? I mean, you could assume two guys like this, they could just go out there and do what they're gonna do, or was it set up? So they're like, MJF says, okay, listen, I'm going to come out with some really weak shit. You call me out on that, and then mm-hmm, we'll get really mm-hmm. into the meat of it. How much did they actually go over? Did they go through all that kind of stuff? I'll never know, but um, it'd be great to know. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. It's, it's honestly, dude, AEW, it's I'm not going to start getting an us versus them thing or, or, or one side versus the other. But when they have cool stuff, they do it. Right. They they do it. So it's like you think to yourself, oh, man, two of the best promos, the best promo of his generation, CM Punk, the best promo of his generation of the new school, MJF. It's in some corners of the wrestling world, they probably would never think to put them together. But in AEW, it's obvious they do it. Yeah. Right. They do it. Um there's all sorts of examples of this kind of stuff that it's just it, it just seems obvious. You give the people what they want, and this is exactly what that is. So you feel like you're living a moment. I didn't even put the dynamite logo on the thumbnail of this episode for YouTube because it doesn't need it. You just got punk, you got MJF face to face. What more do you need? Yeah. You know, this is like they would have if Stone Cold and Austin, I'm sorry, if if Austin and CM Punk were able to wrestle at the same time. This is kind of like that, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, I know people are going to be like, oh, no, you're but for for AEW hardcore fans, fans of MJF. That's what this is. MJF is the promo of his generation. CM Punk was the promo of his generation. That's what this is. Yeah, totally, totally. And then and then Punk, you know, he had a scheduled bout against QT Marshall right after basically like a 17 minute promo off. And uh, uh, Jr. actually put it put it well. He says, "Oh, this is this isn't a stellar night for CM Punk because he struggled with QT Marshall, and that's one of the things MJF pointed out is mm-hmm. Punk is struggling to beat uh, uh, undercard guys. He's pointing out the story that they're telling yes. with Punk. Yes, they're illust. I'm so happy that you brought mm-hmm. that up, and he mm-hmm. brought that up because mm-hmm. they're pointing out that story, which is totally true. Um." So no, I, I loved all that stuff. Yeah, we'll get to the beat by beat bits of the uh, of the actual promo, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was really good. And then of course uh, Thunder Rosa, Jamie Hader had a Fantastic. killer match. Oh, they beat the heck out of each other. They really did. Some of this Great stuff, bout. it was smooth. It was uh, technical. It was physical. It was, it was physical. Especially the whole the whole beginning part of it was just them laying Beating into the each crap other out with, of each with, other with strikes, and it was awesome. They are just excellent, excellent wrestlers yeah. and and i love to see it um and thunder rosa moves on and some discord perhaps within the dmd faction yeah uh with uh brit baker super kicking jamie hater uh inadvertently yeah. getting her her loss yeah uh, and then we we furthered the uh brian danielson heel turn he, oh, appar- God. he apparently kicked a couple of teeth out of uh colt cabana's mouth it looked like it was like a chunk of tooth because like 
there was a chunk of it, and then you see Colton, he spits out, I think, the other chunk of that, too. Maybe it was several. I don't know. It was gross, and it seemed to tickle uh, Brian Daniels. Oh, he was holding no up end. the camera and pointing it out. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah, like yeah. that. And I'm, yeah. I'm so happy. You know, there. I'm so happy that Brian Danielson referenced his last heel run in WWE when he was the Planet's champion because that was awesome. Fickle. You it got awesome. it. And it, yeah. he was setting up for it. I'm like, oh, please say it. Right. Please say yeah. it. He didn't yeah. say it exactly like he did WWE. Fickle, he just said. Yeah. And that's fickle. Very matter of fact. But gosh, it still it popped a portion of the crowd. And damn it, it popped me. Oh, big time. Yeah, that was, a, that was definitely a highlight of his uh, Captain Planet stuff. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Um, so anyways, uh, we're just sort of getting into everything. Let's just get into it. And we'll, we'll sort of uh, go back and forth on this uh, on this promo sure, here. Sure, sure. So uh, do you want to be Phil or do you want me to be Phil? Uh, I, I, I think I'm the bigger Phil fan. Yeah. Okay. I'll be MJF. Uh, so I could be Phil. You could be MJF. All right. That way we get some order to it. So, uh, it's supposed to be punk versus QT punk comes out first. He's got the tights on, not shorts, not pants. He's got the tights. As soon as he hits the ring before QT even makes his entrance, MJF comes out, he gets the ring and he tells punk, you know, it, it doesn't feel good getting interrupted. Does it? says, quite frankly, Punk, you hurt my feelings last week. I extended my hand like a gentleman, and it was almost as bad when you quit and went home uh, like a little bitch. And he says, you know what's great? The pipe bomb. Everybody loves it. The pipe bomb was Punk's best moment. The only problem is MJF's uh, best, uh, sorry, every MJF moment is the best MJF moment. And unlike Punk, I'm not a one-trick pony. See, I respect everything you've done, Punk, uh, even that Punk straight edge. But never did you imagine that a straight edge man would look like a meth addict. Again, low hanging fruit. This is all this. Oh, this. and it's yeah, it's it's just it's corny. Yeah. It is. It's it's not good. And when this first happened, I'm like, uh, is this really how they're going to go I, about things? I know, I know, right? Yeah, it was a great way to to, to sort of bait us in, though. Yeah, he says, but you know what? I can't respect how you handled our situation. And he says, Punk would do interviews. You name every wrestler on the Sun except for MJF. And he says the reality is, Punk doesn't want none of MJF. Punk's whole career, he's been big fish, small pond. But Punk, here you're just a minnow. Uh, MJF says, I'm going to verbally finish you faster than your UFC career. And he says, uh, he looks at his watch, uh, or tells him, look at his watch, because if he retorts, you know, uh, Punk can drop all the pipe bombs he wants, but MJF, he says, he drops nukes. 
Yeah. Uh, just a quick pause here before I get into Punk's bit. Um, Punk is kind of a difficult guy to to poke holes at. That's why I really loved. I, I wish they gave Kingston Punk 20 minutes of a show. Mm-hmm. And I know they saved the big 20 minute promo for these guys because it's what everybody wants to see. But Eddie being able to poke actual holes at Punk because he knew him back when he was a raging dick. <laughs> and and that's what made that Eddie stuff yeah. so damn good because he was the guy who could give Phil Christ. See, like this is all stuff like in kayfabe hurts. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the stuff that Eddie was saying, you're like, oh. Oh, right. That yeah. Could hurt. Like, like Punk's UFC career, I'm sure Punk doesn't really care. He wasn't in it to get wins. He was in it for the experience. I'm sure Punk really appreciates the fact because he's kind of he's got that nerd thing going like like I do. He writes comic books. He's been in B movies. That's mm-hmm. a badge of honor for that type. Mm-hmm. That's not going to hurt a guy. No. Um, so Punk gets on the mic and he just I'm so disappointed in you. He says, but first off, I want to say thanks. You introduced yourself last week. You put your hand out, uh, and I, he says, but here's the thing. I didn't even know that your name was Maxwell. I thought MJF stood for my jealous fan. He said, if you're so hung up, and it's funny because there's like, he didn't directly reference it, but there's like uh, that picture floating around of yeah. MJF as a kid with CM Punk. He says, if you're so hung up on the fact that I never brought up your name, it's because I didn't want to feed your ego. He said, I'm in your head because my poster is on your wall. Last week, I did what no one else could do. I shut up the great MJF without saying a single word. And you had seven days to think of zingers, and all you did was reached out for the lowest hanging fruit. You think you're revolutionary? You're just a less famous Miz. And the crowd gasps, and they start chanting, I think, less famous Miz. And MJF's like, all right, settle down, settle down. He says, yeah, that was solid, really creative stuff. It was almost what I wanted. That phrase kind of encapsulates punk your entire AEW run, I guess it's true. Nostalgia is a drug that causes us to misconstrue our memories. Punk is no more than nostalgia. MJF says, yeah, I was a fan. In the ring, on the mic, you were the best. Or so I thought, because ever since Punk has returned, he struggled to beat the comp- his competition and say anything of intrigue. And he goes up closer to Punk and says, Punk, your mouth smells like shit. Probably because you've been kissing ass all over the place. And he offers up his Punk impression, which is kind of poking fun of uh, Punk's happy to be here promos that he's been doing on a fairly regular basis and then he says you've gone soft your hair is going gray and based on your eyes if anyone here needs to go to sleep it's you this is no longer cm punk this is pg punk what happened to the renegade the ass kicker you might as well be coming out here preaching hustle loyalty and respect and the crowd ate that one up yeah except here's a problem i can see you i can see through you you claim to come back for younger stars, but also for a boatload of money. And then I, I missed this one bit, but something like he said, you claimed you could change wrestling. He said you claimed you couldn't change wrestling from the couch, from your couch, but you sat on that couch for seven years. There we go. He says excuse after excuse to not come back. Uh, you were too busy doing comics. No one read and movies. No one saw. Or was it that you were terrified, scared you couldn't hang anymore? Maybe that you couldn't hang in the first place. And I'm here to tell you that you should be scared. And the other company, people looked at you like a cult hero because he was held down. But now that you're here with the opportunity to prove these people right, will you? Can you? Will the fans feel that way in a month and a year? Uh, it says, uh, you envy me because uh, I represent everything about this business you hate. And he says, while you were scrawny, tatted up nitwit from Chicago. Uh, and he says, I know what keeps punk up at night is that after all this hard work, 
Punk knows that his whole career has been nothing more than second best. Whether it was Cena or the King of Kings, Punk was never up to snuff. And he says, I can assure you that in his ring, his company, you're not going to be. And then MJF says, I'm better than you and you know it. And Punk goes on and he says, you know, there's some because that was when MJF really bought brought the best that he could at this mm-hmm. point. And he says, you know, there's some truth to what you said. He said, yeah, I was scared coming back after seven years. I won't lie. And I I'd never lie to them about that. He says, uh, I didn't even know if they would remember me, if they'd still care if I still had it. He says, but I'm not scared anymore. And I'm certainly not scared of you. He says, you know, the timing might not match up, but I was out selling. I was selling out Madison Square Garden when you were marking out for Rosie O'Donnell. Last time you were here, you did a song and dance. You made the New York Times. Wow. You want to sing for me, Maxwell? I'm going to enroll you in a college your parents can't afford. I can back my words up. You can't do shit without backup. I chose Darby and I beat him and I didn't need a ring to do it. You're busy talking about the four pillars. You don't even know you've been replaced by Britt Baker. That was a killer line right there. There's another line he had earlier on around the New York Times bit where he says, uh, you're, I'm going to put you in the New York Times again, but this time it's going to be in the obituaries. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a good one. He says, uh, he says, I don't want to waste any more of these people's time. They call Chicago the second city because when it burned to the ground, he, he, say, he says, they don't call the second city because it's second best. It's second because when it burned to the ground, we built it back on the smoldering embers. He said, who's the man around here? You? The only way you'll be number one is if we wait around for Tony to have a daughter and you marry her. The only thing better, uh, 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 he says, last time I was here, I brought as a gift to the fans ice cream bars. But I can think of a better gift now, and that's if I punch you and your little needle dick right now. Uh, Yeah, that that was good stuff. And then they both square up, and then, of course, MJF Mm -hmm. just ducks out. He leaves. He He leaves. Then we go to commercial. We come back, and the match actually happens between uh, QT and Punk, uh, early on, Nick Camarado grabs Punk's ankles. Ref sees it. Ref top tosses uh, the factory from ringside. And that's when QT actually takes the, gets the upper hand of the match. I like this because like right before that happened, JR just randomly said, there's Camarado. He sure is an ugly man. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, JR? That's so rude. That's awfully rude Why would you JR? say something like that to a guy? That is awfully rude. You know, the guy's got a mom. Um, so yeah, uh, QT is in control. A good portion of this match. He gets a Liger bomb, gets a two, and then he starts talking trash and, and it had QT not talk trash. Maybe he could have, you know, come out of this match with a win. Instead, punk kicks QT in the head, uh, mounts a comeback, hits a leg lariat, neck breaker, running knee, a clothesline, top rope, elbow, and a GTS to get the win. Yep. After that, we have a Jurassic Friends interview. Christian says, we've got momentum. Our confidence makes us feel like we're unbeatable. And when you feel this way, good things happen. Like I just found out today that Jurassic Express are number one ranked for the tag team titles. And guys, I know you've been here before, but this time you've got momentum, confidence, and Christian, I'm going to make sure you guys win those tag titles. I love this because somebody's turning on somebody. And it's going to be great. At this point, I'll believe what I thought it was going to happen at the last thing. And instead, Christian got Jungle Boy to kill him, man. It was awesome. I'm not saying it's going to happen soon, but they're setting all the groundwork for a turn, and I, and it's great. Like, Christian here is, like, way overconfident. He's taking credit for shit, kind of, you know? Yeah, but they seem to be totally in on it. I mean, they're happy about this shit. There's been moments where, they, where, where Jungle Boy has given Christian looks, though. So yeah, but man, I think he's all on board right now. On right now, that's gonna change. That's gonna change. After that, we had this great bit. Eddie's in uh, catering. Camera comes up to him. He's just trying to eat his cake. It's like, all right, you want me to talk? <laughs> oh, fine. 
this was this was I love it. He was like he was like, hey, shout out to Mox. I hope you're doing good. And then 2.0 and Daniel Garcia comes. He's like, oh, come come on, God. Yeah. He's just trying to eat he just his wants cake. To eat his cake and people are bugging him. And so oh, he's God. and so he has cake and coffee. <laughs> yeah. So Matt Lee uh, comes up and says, hey, we apologize. We read your article, the Players Tribute. It touched us. Uh, but here's the thing. I read that, and I read about someone who's satisfied. You're not hungry anymore. And, that's and Eddie the- looks down at his cake. I know. <laughs> He's like, well. I mean, I want to eat my cake. And he says, that's yeah. the kiss of death for a fighter. And then Parker says, uh, we want to help you because uh, you couldn't help your friend Mox. Woo! And so yeah. Eddie gets up. He's like, what did you say? And then Daniel Garcia tosses coffee in Eddie's face, and Eddie has to be held back while they leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was uh- – this was great. I mean, dude, this is like two minutes. Eddie Eddie Kingston truly is like my favorite thing. He is fantastic. great. Absolutely fantastic. After that, we had Gun Club and their spa music versus Bear Country. I mean, look, dude, 58 years old. 58, and the dude looks like that. I it's know. insane. It's insane. Yeah. Absolutely Gun Club. Insane. Gun Club get the win here. Uh, I'm not sure how much of Austin Gunn's screeching uh, had to do with that. I know, you know like you texted me about that. He said, I wish that guy would shut up. <laughs> well, he was a big. He was he was loud. It's too much. It was too I much. Thought, I, I didn't even realize it was him. I was like watching. Yeah. I'm like, what is that noise? No, and I, did, I didn't bother to like look. I guess now they're yeah. heels, so now he has to be extra irritating. I guess is maybe the the idea. I haven't seen their matches. This on, next bit on darker elevation. Anyways, yeah. I this, guess next this next bit, bit was great. Was fucking amazing. So after the match, Sting's music hits. He comes down, or he just goes to the to the stage, right? And he's just sort of smiling, and Gun Club's all flexing on him. So Austin decides to 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 go and and battle the Stinger, man called Sting. So he starts running at him, and Darby Allen. It's literally as if somebody shot this guy out of a cannon. He launches himself full on. I was legit worried about Austin because he got murdered with this cannonball Darby coming out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, Austin, I think, did knock himself out with a Luthez press on the floor. I think he would be fine after this. <laughs> I think mean, he's kind of used to it at this point. Man, Darby annihilated yeah, this guy, yeah, dude. They played it again. I need to gift this shit because, oh, it's my so God. Good. It's so good. Full At a full sprint. He does at like a, a diving full- shoulder tackle. To- Darby is so fast, and he's so mobile. And he's like a projectile weapon. It's crazy. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it was pretty awesome. shocking. It was pretty shocking. So anyway, Sting and Darby go to the ring. Billy and Colton take off. They don't want any of Sting and Darby. That match will happen. Gun Club's going to eat their first L. Uh, then we got an ad for Battle of the Belts. January yes. 8th. It's a special. It's on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be pretty cool. I guess yeah. this is kind of maybe what they're going to do in the new year. Kind of maybe in lieu of special dynamites. Clash of Champions, man. Yeah. Clash virtually. of Champions. That's what that shit used to be. Yeah, virtually. absolutely. Saturday and uh, on, yeah. on cable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Supercards, essentially. So it, mm-hmm. they give us a whole lot of information just in the promo image. They had all the champions, so you got to assume that all the titles are going to be on the line. Seems that would make uh, sense. Yeah. Then we had a Bob Fish and Adam Cole promo. Adam Cole is saying how these past few weeks have sucked. They lost on the pay-per-view. There's this Friendsgiving thing tonight he's not happy about. Uh, Bob Fish adds that the Young Bucks haven't even been cleared yet. And Cole says, yeah, I talk to them every day. We're more than partners. <laughs> we're friends. No, we're family. And in walks best friends. And Chuck says, you know, hey, we don't need to do a hand thing. 
the show that we're yeah, friends. He's like, what, what is this stuff? And he said, you guys walk right past us, and now you're talking about being best friends like we're not supposed to hear that? Yeah. And uh, and Cole says, no, we're the best. I mean, they're just arguing over who's the best friends, and that cracks me the hell up. Uh, and yeah, Chuck, he does the, the, the he tries to do the hand sign. And then the fish is like, okay, well, if you're such best friends, what's Yuta's middle name? Yeah. That's what I thought. I know. It's pretty <laughs> Nobody funny. Nobody knows Yuta's middle name. <laughs> it's pretty funny, I know. And I like that. Adam Cole's like, look at you, Orange Cassie. I bet you you're a bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're. This honestly played more like a being the elite segment with Adam Cole. It did. I bet you're a horrible friend. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, this was awesome. So, yeah, we're going to get that at some point, I guess. I think it's on Rampage. Oh, is that Rampage? I think they signed <laughs> it for Rampage. That's awesome. I like, Cole just looks like he's having so much oh, fun. Yeah. If Kyle O'Reilly shows, oh my God. Oh, that'll be good. Uh, after that, we've got, uh, oh, this, God, so many segments that could be my segment of the night. Like at this point, Punk MJF is like third because I got Eddie first. So you, you, you cut into the most contentious. This was like if George Costanza was running a contract signing because we just go into it and Taz is yelling at the, come on, Dante, sign the contract, sign the contract, Dante, sign the contract. And then he's like, Leo's there, of course. And he's like, Leo, why are you here? Why do you copy the contract in your hand? And Leo just says, well, if anything involves Dante, I'm going to be here. And Taz's like, oh, it's just, it's just business. You don't have to like, I can't remember the exact terminology he used, but it's like, you don't have to be like so cruel about it. Like he was on the defensive <laughs> right. immediately. Yeah, yeah. Hey, whoa! Watch what you're funny. saying. It's just business. It's, it's not personal. And uh, and so uh, he's like, uh, and so Leo's like, he starts taking the pen away from uh, Dante, and he's like, you know what? This deal doesn't work for us. And Dante grabs the pen from him, and shockingly, he just signs the damn thing. And Leo's like, what the fuck? And then uh, Hook offers up his uh, his barbecue lays. That's what it looked to be. And uh, and 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 Hook. I'm sorry, uh, Dante took it. Looked at Leo, walked over the table uh, out of the room along with Team Taz. So they have the hottest prospect right now. Mm-hmm. I am so happy about this. I don't know. Do you think this is going to be some sort of LBO Leo Dante swerve situation? Or I saw. God, I wish I knew who this was on Twitter. Somebody on Twitter said something along the lines of, wouldn't it be great if the story is that Dante is just loyal to nobody? Like Leo, his brother, uh, uh, Seidel, everybody. Maybe it's a situation where he's just he's loyal to nobody but his brother, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all this yeah. story leading up to his brother's return, and then they'll get a massive push as a tag team. Uh, after that, man, this match was fantastic. We mentioned it uh, in, in our intro. Oof, yeah. Uh, Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa, TBS uh, championship title tournament bout. Uh, so before we get into it, Britt had a picture in picture promo. She's talking about how she's very thankful that she, soon she won't be the only champion in Team DMD. Uh, says uh, Jamie's going to beat Thunder and be on her way to winning championship gold. Uh, Jamie Hader and Thunder Rosa just, this was stiff. It was physical. Mm-hmm. It, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, in yeah. the end, though, Britt wasn't correct about uh, Hader being on her path to championship gold because uh, uh, she didn't win this. So yeah, at one point, yeah. Rebel gets on the apron. Uh, Britt sneaks in while Thunder Rosa's got a submission hold on Jamie Hader, and then so Britt pulls Thunder Rosa off Jamie Hader. So Jamie's out of the hold. She looks to super kick Thunder Rosa instead. Thunder Rosa moves, so Britt accidentally kicks Jamie Hader, and then mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa pushes Britt into Rebel, knocking her off the apron, and then uh, Thunder Rosa rolls up Jamie Hader to get the win. And afterwards, Britt is trying to talk to Thunder Ro- or to Hater, 
and Hader's pissed. She just pushes mm-hmm. Britt back and rolls out of the ring. So we could see yeah. some uh, a split there potentially in Team DMD. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, Jay Shell of uh, BodySlam.net. That's who I stole that Dante Martin a uh, little bit about. Gotcha. I really like that idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like the, the little discord there between Hater and, mm-hmm. and Britt. Brit, mm-hmm. The look on Britt's face after she got shoved was like, okay, you work for me, so I'm going to allow that one, but we'll see how far that goes because mm-hmm. she totally fucked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Hell of a match. Um, hell of a match. After that, uh, Jericho is about to have an internet interview with internet is about to have an interview with Marvez and almost immediately he's asked what's next for him. And almost immediately 2.0 and Daniel Garcia walk through and they're all laughing about their own coffee and Kingston's face. And Jericho's like, Hey, instead of laughing that off, you need to be going to the hardware store and getting some, uh, some, uh, some wood and some, uh, some nails to, to protect your place because Kingston's going to show up at your house tomorrow and, and come for you. And uh, and uh, Matt Lee's about to say something. And he's like, "Have you? Your head is so square. Look at his head, everybody. It's a very square head." And uh, so he's going on and on about that the way Jericho does. And then uh, he says, "If you ever interrupt me again, I'll knock your teeth down your throat." Yeah. And then, and then I like that, that. That at the end, Parker's like, "With all due respect, yeah, watch your mouth." <laughs> then they leave. Yeah. But yeah. he has to get the last word in. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get the friends giving segment with Britt. Rebel and Tony Schiavone. Uh, Britt is talking about how uh, horrible this is all started because Thunder Rosa won. And she says, if Thunder Rosa wins the TBS title, that title is doomed. Yeah. And she says, but there's something that's still very, very right. She's still champ. And Tony says, hey, you're great friends, Rebel, Britt. I love you both. I do have some bad news for you. He throws some footage. He says, Riho was never eliminated from the Casino Battle Royal at All Out. So... She'll have a match this Friday against Britt Baker. And mm-hmm. if Riho wins, she gets a title shot. And then Britt is upset. She says, Tony, you ruined Halloween. Now you ruined Thanksgiving. You're not getting invited to the, the, the Christmas party. She looks her glass of wine. She says, who put ice in the red wine? I'm guessing it was you, Tony. He didn't deny it. Yeah, Tony needs to stop being the messenger. Because yeah. he's, he's getting in, uninvited to things now. Yeah, and also don't put ice in red wine. It's like, you know what, dude? Mm-mm. She's your friend? Well, yeah, you don't do that. No, you're supposed to serve red wine at room temperature or slightly below. Just slightly. So you, you, you don't do, you, you, you just stop being the messenger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you certainly don't show up at your friend's, friend's giving thing. Turn on the TV and say, look, now you have a match because of that with a former champion. Yeah. That's just not being a great friend. That's it. in the words of Adam Cole, a horrible friend. I mean, if I invited you over to my house and we we're hanging out and you're like, hey, Steve, check this out. Uh, you're being audited by the IRS. I don't, you're bumming me out right now. Like, we're supposed to be having a good time. I don't want to know that right now. I kind of feel like that might be something I would do, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> After that, we had Brian Danielson versus Colt, Chicago's own Colt Cabana. <laughs> Uh, I like Colt trying to intimidate Brian with some some earthquakes. Oh yeah, some peck flexing. <laughs> yeah, Brian was not about it. He was like he just stone faced the whole so time. He's good. scary. He is he's scary when he's he stone faced, dude. Uh, so there was a quite a bit of back and forth here. Brian missing a drop kick to the corner. Colt getting some chops in. He gets his Colt got all of his shit in. He got the punches and the elbow, the dusty stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian turns around with a German, hits that corner drop kick. Some kicks, some strikes. Colt hits a moonsault, elbow strikes. Brian gets him some Danielson stomps. 
And then right before he puts him in the LaBelle lock, he gives that flex. And then uh, he holds the lock after the bell. <laughs> he colts out. He just holds it. Just, he looks at the ref. Just, just doesn't even pay attention just to him. stone face. Stone face. Yeah. I love and then it. he notices a piece of tooth. And he picks it up. He gets in the corner. He starts showing off the piece of tooth. Yeah. Uh, and afterwards, he's got an interview with Tony oh, this Schiavone. this is so good. He says, it's funny. When I debuted in Chicago, I got a much different reaction. And I wonder if it's him. Or if it's the fans. You know, there's one word that describes that, and that's fickle. Mm. He says, I'm not fickle. I came out and said I was going to kick Colt's head in. Not only did I do that, I kicked his teeth out. He says, we're in Atlanta next week. And there's a couple members of the Dark Order who are from Atlanta. So if either of them or any of them want to get their head kicked in, step up. But it all leads to the final head kicking, and that's Adam Page. And this brings Adam Page out. Yeah, and he says, uh, he says I get it, Daniel. Get it, Brian. You made your point, but that's the last time. Because <laughs> oh man, uh, he says because we're in Chicago, and this city, this building is special to me, and I can't think of a better place and time to defend this belt than here and now. And Brian says, "Oh, of course you would say that after I wrestle a match." To me, I hate. I love when he says that. To me, or to be fair, that's not cowboy shit. That's coward shit. And uh, uh, Hangman says, well, if you don't want to do it now, that's fine. But to be honest, I'm not leaving without a fight. He says, but I'll do this. I'll make it fair and give you the first shot. Come on. And Brian says, don't insult me like that. And then he takes the shot. <laughs> what a hypocrite. I love oh, it. So good. Don't insult me like that. Whap. It's so good. It's so good. So they yeah. brawl. Uh, and then uh, Hangman's looking for a buckshot. Uh, instead, Danielson evades gets out of the ring he leaves hey that that look on his face man like he just you know dodged a car coming his way that mm-hmm. was good stuff mm-hmm. that, like he looked oh shit that was gonna be bad yeah after that we had that ruby uh uh soho chris statlander video package i want to call it ruby right they've really been building just, up this match i feel like every week for about the last four weeks they've they've run a video package for it so has this been the same one or has it been different? I don't know time? if it's been the same one or if it's been different, but I appreciate the fact that even though this match hasn't happened <laughs> in the course of four yeah. weeks, they continue to keep it on your mind. Yeah, no, I know. That's that's a really smart move. I'm I'm really glad that they do that too. It's 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 such a loaded show. Um and then we had our main event. I didn't notice because like when Alistair's entrance when Malachi's entrance started. I left because I knew we were looking at like five to seven minutes of entrances. Were there any Close promos in no, all this no. stuff? It okay, was, I okay. think I think Malachi's entrance started about six thirty-three, and the match started about ten minutes later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and of course, the main event entrance, Cody comes out to a chorus of and, booze. And like I said, this this match is basically just a vehicle for the crowd to shit on Cody. The great moment everybody's going to reference now. He takes off his belt. He does the thing where he whips it into the crowd violently. And then this great Chicago crowd, much like uh, the Hammerstein and Cena, threw the, uh, threw the, uh, the, the belt back. Uh, unfortunately, it did seem to clip Aubrey. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I thought it was worth it for the moment. Uh, cause Cody looked and then, and then it was great because Andrade gets in because it's just sitting in the ring. Andrade runs in and he grabs it and he throws it violently under the ring and, uh, and the crowd eats that alive. And then Cody has one of the security guys grab the belt for him and puts it back on, uh, during the match. And then later on in the match, he throws it back out into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so, uh, after, yeah, after that Andrade bit, there's one point shortly thereafter that Cody tags himself in and immediately the heel team takes control. And they're beating mm-hmm. him. They're beating him down in their corner 
while the faces are all complaining the ref and distracting him. So yeah. uh, uh, Malachi gets the tag in. Cody gets out of there immediately. There's a one A at Malachi. So Phoenix is in. He goes on a run. He fends off. Uh, has to fend off FTR, but that allows Malachi to turn the tables. Eventually, Cash gets tagged in. He misses a six one nine. Phoenix hits him with a kick. Andrade and Penta are tagged in. Uh, Penta goes on a run. Hits DDTs like at the same time on FTR. Hits Andrade with a backstabber. Gets a two. Pack gets the tag in again. He goes on a run against FTR. Hits Malachi with a German suplex. Hits him and Andrade with a corkscrew tope. Puts Andrade back in the ring. But as uh, as Pack is about to maybe do a springboard at the top rope, Malachi grabs his ankle. Pack kicks him off. Hits Andrade with a bunch of strikes. Uh, match breaks down. Uh, Cody takes out Malachi with a spitting suplex, and that's when he tosses the belt back out to the crowd. He's looking for a super kick on Andrade. Instead, Andrade evades that, so Cody kicks Pack, and then Andrade takes out Cody, charges Pack, and Pack just destroys him with the overhead belly to belly into the corner. So Arn and Tully get in the ring. They're about to square up. Maybe Jose, mm. Andrade's assistant, gets yeah. in too, and they both Arn and Tully deck him. FTR hits the ring. Uh, the two of them and Tully, they corner Arn. Uh, Phoenix comes to the rescue so Arn can escape. Uh, Penta takes out FTR, and then they both, both the Lucha Brothers hit, uh, 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 I think, uh, high fly moves on FTR to the floor. So Pack goes up top. Malachi misses him, and Andrade hits Pack with the Hammerlock DDT for the win, while Malachi uh, hits Cody with the Black Mass off the apron. I got a great question here from Quote the Raven. And the great thing about it is that I can answer it. He says, are FTR no longer in the pinnacle? They have actually explained on the show that they are basically mercenaries for Andrade, and and they have, have taken this rivalry personally, so they're aligning, aligning with uh, Andrade right now. And the great thing about that is that it's, it is actually all explained in the episode, and that's that, that kind of stuff doesn't always happen in the wrestling world. <laughs> Where it's explained why there are but very alliances. I mean, I'll be there. It still hasn't been an explanation for Andrade and Malachi Black, but generally speaking, AEW does a great job of actually showing all the motivations. All of that stuff happened on screen, even if it's one small line, one shot, one promo, one video, whatever. In the ring, backstage, they will explain pretty much everything that's going on. So that it always makes sense. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, quote the right, it's, it's easy to miss sometimes because they pack so much in their show. I'm not putting that on him. Um, but, uh, but you know, commentary generally does a good job of explaining mm-hmm. it as well. Mm-hmm. They always endeavor to explain what they're doing. Yeah. And I love that about AEW. Yeah. Me too. Me too. It's a universe that endeavors to make sense. I feel like it's the universe where they set some ground rules for themselves and by and large, they try to hold themselves to those ground rules. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's go ahead and answer some questions. Uh, hopefully we have some highlighted messages because I just put this thread up and I only have three on the Patreon. Oh, dear. Uh, but we can start off with uh, David Matuszek says, what kind of chips do you think Dante Martin could eat during each team Taz segment if that particular running gag is followed up on? So do you think he'll just keep continually like Dante uh, Hook will offer it to him during his segment? He'll I just hope take so. Them. I hope it's not Hooks, just chips. I think that's going to be. The I thing. hope yeah. it's not just chips, but a variety of snacks. Get some, mm-hmm. get some jerky in there. Uh, uh, maybe some peanut butter filled pretzels. I'd like at one point him to take because I actually I know you're not a fan of um, oh uh, what are those things called the the, the they like pizza flavored ones combos it's like combos yeah they taste like dog food to me 
um, he, I, I like the idea that he would take one and try it and be like, he looks mm, good with that. I want to see him give his opinion to Hook. Yeah. Just like, with a nod. Just for 10 a, second food head. reviews. Yeah. Yeah, but just with a nod or a head totally, shake. Totally, totally, yeah. yeah. Thumbs up, maybe. Uh, Michael Sodope says, I love how AEW is rewarding us for sticking with them through lockdown while WB just did the same old thing. Yeah, Gregory Faella says, do you think CM Punk is going to give anyone cry face after his promo with MJF tonight? Do I think he's going to give anyone else cry face? Um, try, I don't know, probably. He's a good promo, so I, kinda, I think that's a possibility. I kind of like with Punk that... Uh, uh, it kind of feels like with his promos, he's been holding back. Yeah, sure. And yeah. he was finally yeah. given opportunity here with MJF. Mm -hmm. A little bit with Eddie, but more so tonight with MJF to just unload on somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beautiful Crow says, for Malachi and Andrade, they explained they had a mutual connection. Oh, Zelina. Uh, yeah, I saw Tony Khan ex had explained that in like a podcast. That is one of the few times that it wasn't explained on screen, though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and that that's what I prefer. Because here's the thing. She's not exactly canon to the universe of AEW. So. I will say this. AEW has been very good about making the entire world of wrestling canon for their promotion. Yeah, no, I know. I get it. I get it. I mean, I guess, I guess you know, there are certain things that you can just sort of make the connection yourself, I suppose. But, you know, Malachi is such a over-the-top sort of supernatural type guy mm -hmm. that I for for that for those and he and he's a very detail-oriented you know storyteller Seems that way yes I think a little bit of explanation would be cool beyond he's friends with my wife yeah no I get that we've had office parties together uh Jeffrey asks how do I know what dog food tastes like I don't know how what dog food tastes like but I know what it smells like and combos, yeah, to, you know, yeah. when you know something of the smell of something, you kind of imagine the taste. Yeah. Um, that's that's how I feel about combos and dog food. Like I taste I've, combos yeah. and I'm like, this is what I imagine dog food tastes like. That's weird. Cause like combos doesn't because they kind of look like they kind of look like uh, uh, dog treats. They look like dog treats. Maybe that's part of <laughs> I'll it give too. you that much. They do look like them. So that that just leads my mind to think, oh, they must taste like dog treats then. Do you have like do you have like one of those brain things that like you you like your your senses get mixed up with each other like you see something looks like dog food and you think that that's what it tastes like like if there was if there was like um I don't know like a if I cut like a piece of pizza in the shape of like a, a milk bone would you be like oh that tastes like dog food because you see it it looks like dog no food. no but, but I also see at the same time that it's obviously a piece of pizza that you cut into <laughs> the shape of a bone to be like. Why does Steve waste five minutes or maybe ten cutting that piece of pizza in the shape of a bone <laughs> to try to trick long? me? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you credit that you'll that, you, that you'll care about your craftsmanship when cutting that bone into a pizza. It's like Squid Game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've I read about that once. There's like people who are like they can taste the color purple. You know. I don't think it's just grape. I think it's like they look at it and they can taste. No, I hear you. I hear. You. I mean, I'm a very, I'm a very visual person. Like I'm a visual learner. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the case of the combos. I see it looks like a dog treat. I assume it tastes like dog treat. I've had I, combos yeah, before, it, and I think maybe the perception that it looks so much, it looks identical. But you've identical. had them before. Does the taste before. smell like dog food? 
Because I don't think that I don't think it does. I don't think they taste very good. That's just my my point of view. <laughs> you just don't like the. They are. They're look. They're very. They're very drying. Like you put them in your mouth and you crunch on them. You're like and they sap all the moisture out. A thousand percent. Hey, it's like that suit and dune. Um, let's see here. <laughs> oh man, there was a good question here. These combos oh. are making me thirsty. <laughs> These combos are making me very thirsty. Uh, dang MQ says, <laughs> "What a stupid conversation." He says, "Not AEW." But did you hear how Xavier Woods would react if he was released by WWE? Yeah, he says, "Okay, okay." What was the contact? I didn't hear this. What, I just saw. The, the I just saw the quote. I didn't. I didn't hear the whole thing or see the whole. Do thing. we know? Was it on G four or something? I don't remember. He would say, "Okay, deuces. It's been a fun ride." Yeah, he'd be fine. Yeah, he would be. He'd fine. be totally fine. At this point, he's probably over that shit. Could be. Uh, Jorge D says Tony Khan is getting tired of trying to figure out how to book Brian Cage, so he leaves up to you guys. What would you do with Brian Cage? That would make everyone happy. You put him in a tag team. You put him with someone like Lance Archer, or you put him with Lance Archer. And they go, yeah. and they destroy people. You yeah. have Archer, and you have Jake do the talking. You don't worry about talking. You have to worry about one thing, two things. Look at me and beat people up. Yeah. That's all he has to do. I got it. I got it. You get him with Archer, except instead of Jake, Jake moves on to like Miro or something else. Miro doesn't need Jake, but he moves on to something else. You bring in Melissa Santos, mm. and she is the host of their tag team, Eliminate. And they go around, and they find out if they get eliminated by people. They bring back the old Archer show thing. That would be great. I want to see Brian Cage on Eliminate. Something catering exclusively to Steve. What's wrong with that? AEW's already done that. They literally brought the Undisputed Era. It's well, funny. I was thinking it. about that conversation we had the other day. Yeah. They've brought, the, dude, they are bringing Kyle O'Reilly in the yeah, original. Yeah, three quarters. Two thirds. Two thirds of the original Undisputed Era. In there, yeah. But right they bring now. Kyle, it'll be, it'll be and all And if they the bring original. Kyle, it'll be yeah. the entire original Undisputed Era. They brought Alistair Black, Andrade, the, the favorites of Steve tell me Phil, they that AEW oh, I know, I know. brought in Phil. I know. Right? It's literally a Steve W. Uh, Flats, any bold winner is coming predictions. Last year we got new tag champ, impact partnership, and Sting. Sting. Maybe Okada will show up. That'd be cool. You know, last year they totally catered to you, though, because I was thinking about that. I was looking at uh, 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 our old videos. Oh, they brought Miro like, in. I know. Well, two weeks before winter is coming. Now, two weeks before Kenta debuted, we had our predictions episode. Yeah. And you had predicted they were going to do an AEW New Japan thing. Yeah. So immediately they were like, oh, that's what Larson wants? Done. Check. And then they were like, you know, this isn't really getting us anywhere. Let's Maybe we should cater to Steve. I think that'll probably work better. And then, boom, look, now they're like beating Raw on the ratings every week. Well, that's not exactly true. No, not true at all. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Uh, Lord Neroku asks, uh, who do you think will take the TNT title off of Miro. Samuel? Let it be Miro. It should be Miro. It should totally be Miro. A thousand percent be Miro. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we didn't actually. Uh, any bold winter is coming predictions? Winter Wonder Slam? It's hard. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do, I don't know when they're going to do Paige and, and Danielson. They could do it there. They could do the first TBS show. They could do Battle of the Belts. I mean, there's three potential shows they could 
uh, they could do that match on. I mean, nonetheless, I, I, I would be surprised if Danielson won, but I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. I mean, given that battle of the belts, like Paige has a guarantee, like he's going to be defending the title, leading, there, yeah. defending the title. You'd think that'd be the, the, the place it was so. going to happen. You'd think so. You would think so. Maybe Punk MJF is going to be at uh, the first TBS show. Oh, could be. Could be. I could be. They could do that. Uh, um, White Brownie, how do you guys think a Cena MJF promo battle would play out? Cena would probably give him cry face. Yeah, Cena's really good at giving people cry face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cena has that shit eating grin that just like nobody can beat. You know, like he, he's he, Cena legitimately doesn't have to say it for you to know that he is better than you. <laughs> you yeah. know, and you know it. It's like, yeah, and you know it. You totally know it. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Longheavy says, "If Cody was the first person, the best punk would it need to be in Chicago for there to be a riot? I don't think it would need to be, but it, if if you want a, a very vocal and very angry crowd response, you do it in mm-hmm. Chicago." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, GB Grizz says, "Do we not think Battle of the Belts will be champion versus champion? I just don't know who the oh, like I, mean, I guess like you uh, could Page versus do... Sammy." Page versus Sammy, Britt versus the TBS title holder, and Lucha Brothers versus FTR again with the mega title. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a that's a possibility. But I mean, here's the thing: Battle of the Belts is like Night of Champions. Night of Champions wasn't title versus title. It's not brand versus it's brand. Just titles are on the line. I think it's just the titles are going to be on the line. Uh, Texican asks, "Who is uh, Alistair Black, uh, Malachi Black, going to recruit for the House of Black?" He says he'd say Bear Country and Abaddon. I would, dude. I would hope that he would get get Brody King. Mm-hmm. That makes too yep. much sense. Yep, and with AEW, if it makes too much sense, they generally try to do. Yeah, they're the they're the uh, PWG Tag Champions currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's make right. A lot of sense. Yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Dang MQ says, should Battle of the Belts also include New Japan titles? I mean, you've got, at that point, you're going to have, what, two, three, four, you're going to have five titles, including the TBS one. And also, uh, this, the, the the night of, of Battle of the Belts, the same night as night three of Wrestle Kingdom. It's January 8th. Ah, yeah, there you go. So that kind of precludes, there you go. precludes that. From so, yeah, I probably. mean, if you have five titles, five matches, it's probably only going to be like a two-hour yeah, show. I imagine huh? it's a two-hour special, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, FF Samps asks, have either of you ever been to a wrestling show by yourself? I could go to AEW next week, but I'd be by myself and was wondering your thoughts. Oh. Steve has. I Part of me thinks sometimes it's better to go by yourself. I don't know. I mean, you're amongst wrestling fans. I did. Hilton had one, uh, a single front row, $100 ticket to a WWE house show here in town years ago. I went. It was an absolute blast. Uh, but then I've also gone to movies by myself. I, I generally enjoy being by myself. Yeah. Lou says, fuck off. Wrestle Kingdom's on my birthday. Oh, my God. They did that just for her, you know. Yeah. There's- they were like, when is Lou's birthday? The 8th? Oh, we got to have a third night then. A special night. A very special night, no less. New Japan yeah. versus Pro Wrestling Noah. Noah. They're like, but only because it's Lou's birthday. Indeed. It's true. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Twitch chat. Stick around. We'll answer some more of your questions, and then we'll raid somebody. Indeed. Thanks for watching, everybody. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.